It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is your invitation to the intersection of versatility and design. The kind of experience you can only find in a Lexus SUV. A feeling this empowering is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the versatility of the complete line of Lexus SUVs and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. There's been all this talk about Auburn's quarterback room and wide receiver room, offensive line. But the bottom line is, will the offense be better in 2022? We talk about it right here on Locked on Auburn. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm. And I am freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked on Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackbeam. Thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. It is a War Report Wednesday as we are joined by Mike G of the War Report. And man, you know, I'm sure you guys are talking about the quarterback battle. You guys have had several of the quarterbacks on. Mm-hmm. And I think the big pick. The big picture question of all of this, Mike G, is as we kind of talk about every little detail that we see in these videos and these short, you know, 15 minutes of practice session that the media gets, you know, we break all that down. It's like, okay, is the offense going to get better? I think we all feel pretty good about the defense. You know, we may split hairs here and there about, you know, some position groups, but as a whole, I think we feel better about the defense and the offense. But I wanted, you're a numbers guy, much more of a numbers guy than me. Uh, I, I wanted to kind of go through some of these and say, okay, is Auburn going to take a step forward in this regard? I didn't tell you we were doing this. I'm just getting your raw reaction because that's 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 what I love from you, Mike G. Uh, so, so is Auburn going to take a, a step forward at quarterback? Uh, I don't know. So let's look at it. So last okay. year, Bo Nix threw for 2,294 yards. Obviously, he didn't start the full year. TJ Finley threw for a little over 800. So... Auburn's starting quarterbacks threw for about 3,000 yards. Because when when Finley was in, he was at a starting role. He he got very little yardage through the air in like backup quarterback role situations, right? So let's say 3,000 yards. Well, Auburn's starting quarterback, and this is just whoever is the starter. If it's TJ Finley for six games, Calzada for five, and somebody else for one, however it breaks down. Well, the starting quarterback role eclipsed 3,000 yards like it did. Last year? Uh, 100%. Okay. Yeah, I guarantee it will. Okay. Now, now think about this. With those two guys, he's, uh, uh, both threw for, threw for over 2,000 yards. TJ chipped in 800. Mm-hmm. Their combined total um, as starters would have been good for about fourth in the SEC right behind Matt Corral. Okay. So, um you know, we threw a lot out of necessity last year. We did. Um, we did. We weren't effective on the deep ball, so that hurt the numbers quite a bit. Right. Uh, but uh, and, and toward the end of the season, you know, TJ was uh, definitely unable to find a groove throwing the ball down the field, so that hurt numbers quite a bit. Uh, I don't think there's anywhere to go but up at the quarterback position. We've got a lot of talent in there. If Zach Calzada starts, I guarantee you 
we will eclipse 3,000 yards passing. So you feel better about that if Calzada starts than if Finley or Robbie Ashford or D. Davis start? Uh, yes, 100%, because I've seen them do it. Yeah. I've seen him do it, and, you know, uh, maybe a little recency bias there on, on my end, but I think that he's proven he can pass the ball at, you know, uh, at, at, a, at a high level in the SEC and against top-tier competition. So he shredded Bama uh, and, you know, delivered them a loss last season. Uh, I think they're, they're uh, only their second one uh, last season. They're, they have two losses or one loss last season, Bama. Bama, uh, they just lost uh, A&M. No, right? yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, it was one loss going into the SEC championship, yeah. and then they, they won the SEC championship and then lost again in the national title game. So uh, one of their two losses was delivered by Zach Calzada. Right. He, uh, he's got a great arm. He's got a cannon. Um, you know, once his other shoulder gets, non-throwing shoulder gets healthy, I expect him to only get better. Uh, he, to me, uh, the, you know, pending spring right now, in my mind, he is um, – going to make a strong push for the starting job. Yeah. Uh, TJ Finley, let's say in, in a scenario where TJ Finley starts, right. Zach, um, again, nowhere to go, but up for him either. I just think he's off to a strong he, start, by the way. I think that's yeah. worth noting. Yeah. He's, he's off to a really good start. He's got a cannon of an arm. And uh, I don't think at the lows that he saw last season, he didn't go through a spring with Auburn last season. Mm -hmm. He's going through a spring with his guys. And this in, in, in year two, it, 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 it you can make, significant um strides if you do the work in the off season now i didn't tell you this but last night yes we we finished an interview with former auburn quarterback jason campbell okay and we asked jason about the jump from year uh three to year four because everybody says the light turned on for jason it just turned on but i had never heard him do an interview where he actually explained what that thing was okay. now what was that thing tune into the war report <laughs> and we'll let you and listen to that interview with jason cool. and you'll find out but i will tell you this um uh there's there's an opportunity for all these guys it's, it's an open competition brian harson is not playing favorites he is going to start the best guy and who the best guy is is going to be the one that is the most consistent does all the little things TJ Finley in his interview with us talked about going to throw at the receivers and not Got only yeah. going to throw, but going to get guys out of their room and go to get other quarterbacks and say, Hey, we're going to throw. Let's go. Got it. Yeah. So, you know, the leadership has got to be there for the quarterback position. And I think that will translate to at least 3000 yards passing. Yeah. In, 20, in 2022. I'm right there with you. I'm right there with you. Starting quarterbacks in that starting role is about 58% completion percentage. I think that number will go up personally. And to. the attempts exactly were 455 across the season. And that may go down, actually. That, that may go down some. I think your yards per pass will go up. Correct. Yeah. Right. You know, you start completing, you hit the deep balls when they're there, and you'll see, you'll see, Pass attempts go down, but you'll see yards either even out or go up. Yep. You know, so I, I don't know. Again, we threw a lot out of necessity. We were out of balance because we were always getting behind. Brian Harson talked about it after every game. He said, I would ask him in the postgame pressers. I'd be like, what, what happened to the balance, coach? First two games, we look super balanced. Yeah. After that, got not a situation. So much. Right. Yeah. And he said, after the first quarter, man, we just, we get down and we just have to throw 
to get back in it. So right. uh, I would I would I would expect more balance. And when you're hitting that deep ball, watch you know tank tank goes to work, and all of a sudden you know if I could relate it to another sport, it's like a basketball player when the hoop just looks huge and the ball is just going through. That's what it can be like for a quarterback in an offense when you find a groove. Right. You know, down the field. It's just everything just looks easy. Throw the game slows down and your proverbial hoop looks huge. And he's just making throws and having fun playing football. Yep. Yeah. Being focused and having fun. Brian Harson did the gritty this past week at practice. We'll get into the nitty gritty um, with the wide receivers in just a moment. Today's show brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is the best way to engage and play in daily fantasy sports. Look, I know you love and hate those buzzer beaters, the, the drama, uh, the pain when you're on the other side of it, but you know, Stat Hero kind of takes that away because they give you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you're going up against. And you can sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on. That is stathero.com slash locked on. Use promo code locked on. Check it out today. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Mike G., before we jump into some wide receiver action, did you like that? Did you like that real quick? Yeah? Yeah? That was that was top Notch wordplay there. Thank you, friend. I, I was, I Thank was, you. I was enjoyed that a lot. Thank you. I've been waiting to use that all day. So, uh, how can folks check out what's uh, what's happening at the War Report before we jump into the wide receivers? Hop <laughs> on over to YouTube and uh, subscribe. We got a lot of great things going on. I mentioned earlier that uh, we interviewed Jason Campbell. Yeah, uh, he did a uh, about an. This is one of our longer interviews. He did about an hour with us, just talking about um, the. Uh, all the things that it takes to be a champion. And he talked about some of the defining moments of his time at Auburn and then related it to what he feels like these guys today have to do. Now, if you didn't know, Jason is actually a general manager of NIL Auburn. Right. So he talked a little bit about, you know, that setup and what it means to kids. And uh, he's just doing great work. So we appreciate him lending us some perspective. But, you know, that's us. Go over to the War Report. Check us out. We'll be dropping that interview tomorrow morning. Cool. All right, so let's look at the wide receiving situation. So last year, Kobe Hudson led the way. Auburn's leading receiver had 580 yards on the season. It was Kobe. Mm -hmm. Of course, he is no longer with the team. He's playing for Gus again. Do you think Auburn's leading receiver in 2022 will have more than 580 yards? Wow, Zach. I'm leaning towards no on this, Mike G. I'm leaning towards well, well, no. Shed, Shed, Shedrick Jackson is back. Shed Jackson was right behind him with 527. 527. And Demetrius Robertson wasn't too far behind him with 489. And John Samuel had a little over 400. So, I mean, those top four were within all 200 yards of each other. 
And so it, it was a little bit more of a spread out attack through the air. I think we'll see even more of that, honestly, in 2022, yeah. unless somebody just really, really steps up. I'm I'm leaning no, but only because I think we spread the ball around quite a bit. Yeah, uh, I think the tight ends get even more involved this year. We have a great tight end room. Uh, yep. uh, Tyler Fromm, John Samuel Shanker, uh, you know, uh, Luke Deal and um, Landon King, Landon King, who's still right. only taking reps at tight end right now, which is a bummer, man. I, I just I think that's a great room. Lots yeah. of talent there. And they'll they'll take some catches away from those receivers in, uh, you know, uh, possession scenarios where we need a first down and they can sit down in a pocket and just get a first down for their team. Uh, those guys have great hands. I think Landon King showed a lot of promise. Uh, I, yeah, so I, I, I'm, I'm kind of with you. I wouldn't be surprised to see a receiver eclipse 580 because I think once you start hitting that deep ball and, you know, a guy gets in the groove and starts having 100 100-yard uh, games, it could have I, – I, I wouldn't rule it out. I don't think it's too far, far out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I'm there with you. And then with with the, you know you mentioned John Samuel Shanker, the leading tight end caught five, uh, 413 yards. I think that goes up. I agree. I agree. If John so, Samuel had a 500 yard season, that wouldn't shock me at all. And he's changing his number into a number in the 20s, and so that's exciting. I guess it's going to take me a long time to get used to it. That's but weird. I'm, that's weird. But I'm excited about it. Hmm. I don't Can really you say why. Did he say why? Um, I don't know. Okay. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he's talked to anybody since that happened. He came Did on you're... my show, and then the next week that news came out. I'm like, I wish I would have waited to do that interview. But Yeah. <laughs> oh, well. New year, new me. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Change the number. Yep. Super senior John Samuel is like, no, 47? Forget that. Forget that. But I, I'm there with you. Okay, so you think Shed Jackson leads the way receiving for Auburn? In 2022. I mean, among I think, returning guys, it's definitely, you know, I mean, he's got the most experience. Javarius Johnson's coming back um, with 274 yards receiving a year ago. Uh, Robbie Ashford raved about Shed Jackson uh, during our interview with him. Okay. So those guys have been out there throwing. And, you know, we asked him who stood out. Now, I will say this. Watch out for Jay Fair. Uh, he was in the two deep on Monday. Oh my goodness! Listen, the uh, TJ Finley talked about Jay Fair. Okay. Robbie Ashford talked about Jay Fair. Another quarterback who we just talked to mm-hmm. it shall remain nameless right now talked about Jay Fair. Jay Fair is impressing people this off season, and um, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's going to do in a day because. They're going to spread the ball around a lot more than what we saw last A-Day. I think we, we see a much more effective, more organized A-Day yep. this spring. Uh, I think that's one of the areas that the coaches will improve and grow. Uh, and, and so look out for for Jay Fairman to, to come out of the pack and, and, and take some catches away from somebody. I'm there with you. Um, Tarvarish Dawson is an interesting name. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's a candidate to really lead the way receiving as far as yardage goes, but he has similarities in his game, in my opinion, based on you know the very little we know about him from a production standpoint. But I could see him being similar to Kobe Hudson yeah, as far as role. Yeah, but, you know what I mean? Yeah, and, and and we saw him in the bowl game get behind the defense, and we missed him. Yeah, but. You know, you're talking about a guy who has speed. 
take mm-hmm. the top off of defense speed and look for him and Malcolm Johnson to just kind of showcase. There that. it is. You haven't talked about Malcolm Johnson enough lately. He's still my guy. He's still my guy. Yeah. I, I, I was wondering, I was wondering, because even last week, I, I forget what we talked about, but I remember asking you a question. I'm like, he's about to say Malcolm Johnson Jr. And you didn't. I was like, oh, has he moved on? No, has Mike no, G moved, moved on, on from Malcolm Johnson Jr.? No, you're still there. You're still there. That's listen, good. Listen, I, I, I texted Malcolm and I said, Malcolm, this spring is Malcolm, spring. I love you. Is yeah. that what you said? He, re- he, yeah, just he responded him. and he was like, who is this? Why are you texting me? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's like he gets I, a text. He's like, who thinks about me all the time? Did, who is this guy? How, how did you get this number? <laughs> uh, I, I'm looking for him to, to show up. He's another guy that's been putting in the work yeah. this offseason. And these guys are, are, are doing not only in practice, but uh, working privately, uh, you know, with, uh, you know, um, uh, position like like private position coaches to try to get faster and stronger and get an edge this spring, man. And nobody's sitting on their laurels expecting anything to be handed to them. Brian Harson has made it very clear: if you want it, you got to come get it. And you know the the position battles will be you know early and often, and you just got to prove it every day. So I'm looking for Malcolm to do that. I know he's been putting the work, so I can't wait to see the payoff from all that. Did you see? Speaking of Harson, did you see the video? of the quarterbacks throwing at the pinatas. Did you see that? I missed that one. Yeah, I mean, the the caption was like always competing or whatever, which is mm-hmm. great. And, you know, the, the team was like cheering them on and stuff like that. But Harson was like just chilling on the sideline, like with his like hat backwards. And like he is the coolest looking coach ever. Yeah. Ever. I, we, we've seen a little bit of bro Harson this offseason. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that's who he is. They're He's just being bro-y. strategic and showing that more. I, I think mm-hmm. that's what they're doing. And I, I am all for bro Harson. Yeah. Uh, we needed to humanize this coach. Yeah. To the fan base. I think that it was uh, very impersonal last season. Mm-hmm. Um, there was no emotional connection uh, to him or his staff. And so people were hyper-focused on just the results. Right. Because there was nothing else you know, emotionally to take the edge off. And I think they learned it was there. So this isn't fake what we're seeing. We just didn't see it. And now they've learned, hey, we have to show this side of it. Uh, You know, paintballing with his team. And, you know, these guys that chose to stay, Zach, it cannot be understated. We were told by Brad LaRondo that about 40% of the team was bought into what they were trying to do last year. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a crazy low number. Yeah. And it definitely held them back. So when you get buy-in from everybody, uh, you know, that could be plus one to two games next year. Just having everybody bought into the process and what you're trying to accomplish, the way you're trying to accomplish it. So we saw people asked about the transfer portal. Why do we have all these guys in the portal? People were freaking out. Now our numbers were not odd compared to other SEC schools. They weren't. Ole Miss had way more people transfer out than we did. They sure. had a much better season. And it, it, it was – so it was a mixture of NIL and then processing guys out. Yeah, right? the, the, the number – a lot of – and, I mean, we'll never know the exact ratio of this, Mike G, but a lot of the players that transfer at any school are it's – it's, it's either a mutual decision – and sometimes it's even the the school saying like, "Hey, there's not room for you." Like that. Yeah, that it's is time for you to move on. Yeah, th- that's a two way street. Um, and so don't always assume it's bad. I- I'm there with you. 
I'm there. With. Yeah. Now I think Auburn should have more people coming in than they have. I think that's, I, and I think that's a fair critique, honestly. Right. But Auburn messed that up for Auburn. Mm-hmm. So, you know, with the off season drama did not, did not help in that regard. So right. now, again, similar, we were supposed to be moving on from year one. Who is this coach? Why would I want to go there? Right. That's why, that's why recruiting waned until late. We had late, a late pickup because you had a brand new coach and recruits were in wait and see mode about who Brian Harson is and what it's going to look like on the field. Yeah. Uh, so we were supposed to be moving past that. And I think a lot of the drama set us back a little bit, but now we're back to football again. And uh, he's, he's kind of in the same place he was last off season. He's just got a team that's all the way bought in. So, you know, once those guys start to speak up and, and you know, on those recruiting visits, when they get paired with current players yeah, uh, and they can talk about, you know, listen, we, we did, this is not your buddy. This is your coach and he's going to challenge you and he's going to get the most out of you. And, you know, Jason Campbell said during his interview with us last night, he said, man, every great player I ever knew wanted to be coached hard. They wanted to be challenged. Yeah. They wanted to be told you can do better. And I think we had guys on this team that couldn't take that hard coaching last year. Yeah, and obviously you don't want that. There's no. Obviously you don't want that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, there's a few more numbers I want to get your opinion on if they go up or down uh, in 2022. Um, something I hate when it goes down is my car, my vehicle. When it goes down, I'm just like, I, I can't go anywhere. And so I choose to go with the most reliable option in getting – it fixed, or at least the parts to make sure it's fixed, by going to rockauto.com. It's so fast and easy and affordable. Check out rockauto.com, and you'll see that their prices are 30%, 50%, sometimes even 100% cheaper than a lot of their competitors. It's a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. Go explore their easy-to-use website and find the solution for all your auto parts Needs. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car, truck, or SUV. Right, locked on Auburn in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car will ever need. That's at rockauto.com. Also, want to give some love to our friends at Fetch Me Home Delivery. They have been in the delivery game before it was cool throughout the Auburn, Opelika, and Lee County area. These are Auburn University people. And we all know that Auburn supports Auburn. And so if you're in the Auburn, Opelika, Lee County area, download the free Fetch Me app or go to fetchmedelivery.com and you can see all of their partner restaurants throughout the area. And also, if you want alcohol delivered anywhere throughout East Alabama, fetchmealcohol.com. They're, uh, they're the first company throughout East Alabama to take advantage of Alabama's new alcohol delivery laws and they are knocking it out of the park. So that is fetchmedelivery.com for your food delivery or fetchmealcohol.com for your alcohol delivery. We've got a few minutes left here with Mike G of the Warapore, and we got to end with the rushing attack. Tank Bigsby wow. last year, 1,099 yards, which when you look at the amount of separation he had consistently, that was it's pretty incredible. It's pretty incredible. You got to think, Mike G, that that number goes up in 2022. You've got to think that. I run blocking blocking was an issue. Uh, So this is what I'll be 
interested to see how we progress. I, it won't be about tank if that number doesn't go up. Okay. That's going to be about run blocking. I think, you know, he's going to be a year stronger, a year smarter, a year more savvy. Hopefully the same is true of our offensive line. They were better in pass protection than they were on run blocking last year. Right. So uh, this offseason, uh, you know, you've got to get down there and figure out how to play smash mouth football. You got to move guys off the line and you got to open up gaps and holes for your running back. Because too many times last year, Zach, Tank was having to dodge a guy a yard deep in the backfield right. just to get back to the line of scrimmage. And even in the bowl game, man, he's doing John Madden spin moves and just amazing things that we're glad that he can do that. But I'd like to see him whip that stuff out when a defender makes a great play. Yeah. And then he just makes a better play rather than my line failed. And now I got to not make this a negative play. Mm -hmm. Right. So getting behind the chains on first down first and second down will re really kill this offense. So when we line up and we run the ball on first down, you've got a running back that, you know, with average run blocking should be able to go get you three, three and a half yards every time. With Tank Bigsby. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, and I think some of the play calling hurt Tank last year. I, I think it hurt Bo and I think it hurt Tank. And so, you know, we're, we, we see the upside with a Brian Harson called offense or, you know, Eric Kiesel schemed offense, however we want to break that down. I think the upside is there for Tank because I think we assume it's going to be more of that, you know, all of the cliches that we heard when Harson was here, the, the, you know, the fourth and goal mentality, the one and oh, you know, blue collar type running attack. If all of that stuff impacts the offense, you got to think, Tank Bigsby benefits from it. Right. So, right. Uh, and then the other one that, and, and I think this is an interesting conversation because I know you love Jarquez Hunter. I love Jarquez Hunter. There's a lot to love about him. He had 89 carries for 593 yards. But last year, Mike G, 96 of his yards came from one run. <laughs> and I don't want to take that away from him. I mean, yeah. obviously, you know, right. if you if you bust a 90-yard run, like, you deserve to have that. But just as far as the scope of the season, you if you do take that out, like, it's not a great, it's not a great season by any stretch yeah. of the imagination. And so that's, that is one that I'm curious about. Um, it's, if you look at what he did last season, did some good things for a true freshman. Came sure. in and surprised a lot of people with his ability. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got good speed in the open field. He's powerful back. You're talking about a guy who squats plus 600 pounds so mm -hmm. he can get things moving. But maybe wasn't that great at making people miss in the backfield. And when run blocking started to wane, it really hurt Jarquez Hunter's numbers. Yeah. So you know, with a decent offensive line, I expect to see him improve as well. Uh, you know when they when you when you open up holes for him he can hit it hit hit it hard. Uh, he was part you know Bo had a great game versus LSU, but on that last scoring drive, Jarquez Hunter took us all the way down the field, making moves on guys, stiff arms. You know he I mean he did some great things to help save that game as well. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know as the season went on, you saw less of it because run blocking got progressively worse. It was tough, man. It was tough to watch that train wreck. Sure. So, uh, you know, similar to Tank, I think a lot of what we see from him will depend on 
the progression of that offensive line at that particular discipline, which is run blocking. Can we be more smash mouth? Can we move guys off the line of scrimmage? And can we open up holes to give these backs a chance to use their talent? You know what it's like, Zach? It's like when when your quarterback throws the ball, but and he gets it there, but it's inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Have you got to use all your talent just trying to catch it because it's inaccurate? You're not going to, you know what I mean? You're not going to, I'm not going to be able to see the other end of that talent, mm-hmm. you know, about what a guy can do with the ball in the open field. It's the same for the running backs. If they got to use all their talent just to miss a guy behind the line of scrimmage, we don't get to see them showcase the rest of their talent. You know, and, and this is the SEC. You know, you give a guy, you give away a step, and you give defenders a chance to recover. Right. They're going to do it. Those are great athletes on the other side of the ball week in and week out in the SEC. So, yeah. you know, everybody's got to do their part, man. We're going to be a great team if everybody contributes, you know, at least an average level. And then let the let the superstars do their thing. Mike G, how can people find you here? He supports you. All that good stuff. That's uh, real simple. Head on over to YouTube. Smash like and subscribe. Uh, we're the World Report. We're doing a lot of great things over there. Interviews, press conferences, lives. We got it all over there. So, Go check us out. Sweet. Sweet. You can follow me on Twitter at Z Black. Be show on Twitter at Auburn, And, of course, hit that subscribe button here as well. We'll see you tomorrow right here on Locked On Auburn. Yeet. This is your invitation to a masterclass in engineering and design. Your ticket to go from zero to 60 with the Lexus Performance Line. A feeling this dynamic is invite only. Fortunately, you're invited. Experience the exhilaration of the Lexus Performance Line and some of the best offers of the year on select models at the Invitation to Lexus sales event, now through April 1st. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. NCAA tournament is almost here and listening to Locked On College Basketball will give you the edge you need to dominate your bracket. So don't wait. Find Locked On College Basketball on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.